Hey guys, Ali here. Just uh, giving you guys a heads up before you get into the episode. This one was recorded a while ago. Uh, Justin and I, or I specifically, didn't have time to record the Thank You For Everything episode for this week. So we're putting out an old bonus episode that we had been banking for after we had finished the run of regular Death Cab episodes. This is a Postal Service episode. Uh, this was recorded back when I was still in Boston. It's me, Justin, and our roommate at the time, still Justin's roommate, George, George Andrews. Uh, very exciting to have him back on the podcast. He had a brief cameo on the, or drop-in, cameo or drop-in. I don't know what you're supposed to call it. Anyway, he did a little bit on the Forbidden Love EP episode, and uh, it was very fun, and a lot of you had commented on it, so I hope you guys like a full episode of him. We are coming back next week with the regular run or i mean the final episode of the death cab run which is the thank you for everything episode if you guys have any thoughts on that feel free to comment or send us an email we have the facts pod at gmail.com we might read some thoughts from the audience on that episode but anyway i hope you guys enjoy this episode uh it's a little bit dated because our our references are a little bit older because we had recorded it a while ago so apologies for that i guess our guest, George, this episode has a blog I think you should all check out. It's SyrianAmericanKitchen.blogspot.com. Uh, if you guys, I mean, pull out your phones right now. Check it out while you guys are listening to the podcast. It's an awesome blog. He puts in uh, Middle Eastern cooking uh, recipes that he's come up with or that he's learned from his family. It's really cool, uh, and I'd lo- I know he'd love the support. Uh, you guys can follow him at NotSpanishJorge on Instagram. Uh, he has a great account. Show him some love. Send him your thoughts about his blog. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you guys. Anyway, I'm sure you guys are all bored of hearing me ramble with myself alone. Well, Homer's here too. Hey, Homer. Yep, nothing. Anyway, hope you guys enjoy this episode. And now I'm done talking. Let's do it. I've got a hunger twisting my stomach into knots that my tongue is tied off. I'm your novice Ali Latif, and with me as always is your Death Cap expert, Justin Tachi. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey everyone, uh, you might have noticed from the episode title, might as well just bring it up right quick. This is not a Death Cap episode. Whoa! Yes, today we... As Ben Gibbard puts it, it's an imaginary band episode. We are going to talk about Postal Service's one album, Give Up. Fair enough. Uh, we will get to that in a bit, but first let's talk about other things. Justin. Nothing that I really can uh, say right now, but I guess we can just introduce our guest and kind of riff from there. All right. So uh, for our Postal Service episode, we decided to invite our roommate and guest, uh, George Andrews. Hey, everyone. I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> yes. George made a brief appearance on the Forbidden Love, Forbidden episode. Love EP episode. Yes. Uh, talking about Lily Allen. Please go back and listen to that one. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, since it's such a special occasion, we broke out a very special podcast beverage. This is true. Today, me and George broke out the Allagash 2016 interlude that we bought in Portland. In February 2017. Yeah, so... so about, uh, like, a year and a half ago, almost. I don't know why we're doing Allagash, uh, what do you call advertisements right now? They're not paying us, so. uh... But, uh, Allagash and Whisperman, let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> do you want to tell the fine people about Whisperman? 
Do we want to tell the story of Allagash and how we bought this beer? So, about February 2017, and by that I mean actually the first weekend in March in 2017, but it was the coldest weekend of the year, so I maintain in my own memory that it was February and not March, as Justin always reminds me. We went up to Portland for the weekend. It was a magical weekend. We brought Homer. I was lovely, not there. The lovely podcast Ali, dog. Ali was actually on tour at that point doing uh, doing shows for the... Yeah, yeah. he thought he was a little too good for us back then. <laughs> I was too good for you back then. Oh! <laughs> now you slump it with the uh, podcast. Yeah, now you have fallen. it with us here on the pod. When I was on a more popular podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Mr. NPR. <laughs> Anyway, going back to, so let's take ourselves all back. It was a very cold winter. Justin and I were heating up Portland, painting the town red. We even made a couple friends. Us and Homer, yes, we did make a couple friends at the lovely Navari Res. Shout out to you all. Great (laughs) beer bar in Portland. Anyway, so we go to Allagash, and we're having a great time. It's super busy, you know, like crowded, crowded, crowded. You know, loving all of the beers. I got myself a little Allagash t-shirt. I you got yourself those... a hat. You got... Yeah. You might as well oh, go no, yeah. We got a whole outfit. Yes. <laughs> Which you can see on my Instagram at Not Spanish Jorge. You can see me wearing that t-shirt. He's plugging himself <laughs> now. There's a lot of unauthorized advertising going on here. <laughs> but at the end of that visit, we were so excited and so happy by the time that we had at Allagash that we decided, you know, like, let's go get some, you know, in addition to some other swag, let's go get some beers. So, you know, we're going around and, you know, Justin and I are like kids in candy stores. So we're just picking up everything, 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 everything. And the guy behind the counter running the merch that day, running the retail section was... You know, he was, like, maybe, like, late 30s, you know, like, cool Mr. Brewery man. Well, he also had uh, a nice little uh, faux hawk. Nice little, the... nice little, like, uh, faux hawk with, like, a little uh, salt pe- yeah, that salt pepper, pepper there. Yeah, salt and pepper. And anyway, so get up to the front, and they're just, like, piling everything on. And this guy had a mumble voice. We literally, Justin and I could not hear a single thing that he said the entire time. So we call him lovingly the Whisper Man. Cool thing about Whisper Man is while he was whispering, neither of us had any idea what was happening, but he gave us some free beer. Yeah, he gave us a free magnum. Yeah, he gave us a free magnum of, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a fig beer. Yeah, it's like some kind of fig beer. There's an owl on the label. So, you know, if you're in your finer craft beer stores, check it out. It only comes in magnum size. It only comes out in the early spring. And it's best to drink fresh. Yes, and we decided that Whisper Man, uh, if you're listening, you should hit up George because you guys could be a beautiful couple together. Yeah. Again, you know, slide into the DMs <laughs> at not Spanish Jorge on Instagram. Snapchat. Doubling down on this advertising thing that is not approved. <laughs> Whisper Man, come find me. I'm here. We're living. <laughs> right. You know what? We can listen to the postal service together. <laughs> All right. I guess it's a good segue. So, uh, in this bonus episode, we're going to talk about um, give up. Give up. And, of course, I've listened to the record for many years. Uh, Ali has not listened to the record, and George has not listened to the record. So we're going to go, kind of like our regular album rec- uh, album shows, we're going to just go track by track. Uh, but first, let's talk about how our initial impression, well, not initial, but, like, how we felt about the record as a whole. 
Let's start by saying, what is Postal Service for the uninitiated? Which I assume all Deathcap fans already know, but... Okay, so after Transatlanticism, you have... Uh, basically, diving into the uh, Deathcap uh, uh, history, or uh, Ben Gibbard history at this point. Putting our professor hats on. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's basically, so we Transatlanticism just came out. Um, there was some rift in the band. They needed to take a break. And um, uh, Ben Gibbard got together with uh, Jimmy Tr- Tamborello and uh, decided to make a record together. They actually sent each other tapes while, and also Jim, uh, Jimmy Tamborello is uh, his stage name, I guess is Dental, D-N-T-E-L. And um, they got together and uh, were sending each other through the mail to different demos of tracks and recordings. And that's how they came up with the name Postal Service and wrote a record for Sub Pop called and recorded it and put out by Sub Pop called Give Up. Uh, they also had Jenny Lewis because uh, they felt that they needed another um, background vocals on the record. So you had the three of them doing the album. Uh, it actually, I think, is I believe is one of the highest selling records on Sub Pop and uh, just kind of broke new ground and I think added to the popularity of Ben Gibbard and added to the popularity of death cab because a lot it drew in a lot more fans that way um just showing ben gibbard's work um i think it's a very strong release i know that ben is not super stoked on the release i know he i think he likes the album i just think that he when he does side projects he likes them to be a side project never touch it again whereas everybody for the past i think almost over 15 around 15 years has been begging him to uh make another record which does not seem to be happening. I know they did a 10-year anniversary for the album, uh, 10-year anniversary tour, and in which every whenever they opened the show, they would say, the the uh, imaginary band, the Postal Service, is starting. So <laughs> that's pretty much sums up his feelings about the band. But I do know, I did see Ben Gibbard solo once, and he did he does do a couple of songs acoustically, like Such Great Heights. Well, I think imaginary band is a really good way to describe it because I don't know about you guys, but when I listen to it for the first time, it really does sound like a dream. It is very dreamlike. It's very dreamlike. It's as if, and granted, we are early 2000s, so we sort of have to take ourselves back. It's a muted, if you can think about it in like today's methodology, it is a muted electro dance pop record. I mean, it is a very influential record, I think. But, yeah, but very slowed down. And I can definitely see how, you know, a lot of uh, electronic artists and house artists, you know, can definitely have drawn from that since then. Well, not even that. And I feel like also it showed that the alternative scene can draw from electronic music and still yeah, use absolutely. it into the craft and kind of combine the styles and not necessarily have to make a house record if you're going to do something, but you can actually just like do both and make alternative music and kind of popularize that kind of style. Um, do you want to dive in, Ali? Yeah, so I, I I do think I agree with George. It is a very, like, dreamlike type record. It's, it, here's my feelings. I feel like I wouldn't have enjoyed it regularly, but the fact that, like, we've been listening to a lot of Death Cab, it, it kind of has broken it up a little bit. It's changed things up around. Uh, it sounds different, and I was interested by it. I, don't think it's my because electronic music isn't my favorite type of music. I'm, it's not my thing. I don't like the the drums. They kind of sound weird to me, and I, I don't love it. But it works in this record. I enjoy this record more than I thought I would. And I think this sound music also like 
kind of really highlights Ben Gibbard's voice very well in ways that I think sometimes other songs don't like complement his his singing style as much. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I think that uh, I'm not a huge fan of electronic mu- electronic music myself. The only thing that I'll really dive into is maybe like Massive Attack, um, and I like electronic elements that are in like Radiohead songs and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think that the music pretty much uh, punctuates and it, um, makes Ben Gibbard's lyrics and vocals come forward in a very strong way, especially backed by uh, Jenny Lewis's uh, backing vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty perfect record all the way through. I would say, I mean, if I I can't really, I guess, compare it to Death Cab Records, um, but in the Ben Gibbard discography as as all of his works i would put it like towards the top for me personally i think it's a very good well-made record and also talk about the record uh they did do the 10-year anniversary which has a couple which has two new tracks so we could talk about those but when we're talking about the record we're going to talk about the original 10 go through like the usual episodes and then we can talk a little bit on the new stuff all right how about we listen to some songs then okay uh, the first song, The District Sleeps Alone Tonight. alone tonight George what do you think I mean so I and I want to preface this by saying I love the album overall this song I can see how it works as an introduction it brings you into the record it tells you you know what the sound is going to be but I find it very sleepy it's very sleepy it's very rainy day it's not something that I would ever choose to listen to on its own well, okay, so for the listener, George con- is not a sad boy. He doesn't listen to sad boy music But usually. in in the context of the album, I see how it works. It serves a purpose. It brings you into the world that we're creating for the Postal Service, this imaginary band, this, you know, electronic sad dream that we're creating. Okay, yeah. That's, not my favorite song on the record. That's fair. Justin? I think it's a perfect way to open the record. I think it highlights uh, probably the best vocals at this point. I would say in Ben Gibbard's career in two thousand, if we're talking about two thousand three, yeah, I, I think, think um, obviously it's a lot more like um, production value, like it has a lot more production on it. Uh, it has very interesting uh, styles on that. Um, I also like, like I keep saying, I really like Jenny's voice on this. I think it adds to him in a really strong way. Um, I think the lyrics are very strong. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I think that this this record made um like it kind of took the music like ben could just focus on lyrics Mm -hmm. i mean i know he wrote some of the music like for the record but like a lot of that was kind of off of him whereas in the past it's been like he writes the songs yeah i uh so i I think there's a very good start to the the album i actually unlike my usual uh death cab listenings i actually like looked up these songs and like read about them a little bit and this is supposed to be the end of a long-distance relationship that he had 
Yep. Uh, and it's like the last few days. Well, because we're coming off of transatlanticism, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. So mm-hmm. we're talking about how. And you definitely back. you can you can hear that in yeah. in the record. Yeah. So I guess I'll uh, go on to such great heights. All right, such great heights. fun it's it's electronic but it's I, i'm into it i think it, the, the i like the beat it's yeah I, I really like the song um i remember being on an at&t commercial back in the day <laughs> um so i mean this like i said this this record definitely saw a lot of airplay um i actually if we're going to talk about other tracks on like especially the bonus or just when it came out on vinyl um there was a bonus and it was on the Garden State soundtrack, and that's how I first heard it. There's a uh, Iron and Wine cover of the song that uh, they allowed them obviously to do because they were label mates at the time. Mm-hmm. And it, I yes, I like the original version, but the I mean the Iron and Wine version is fucking incredible. <laughs> uh, just for the record, how many people are in uh, Iron and Wine? One. There's one person. Yes. And he calls himself two names. Okay. Not every it's band. Very, well, hang on, hang on. In his defense, because I do think it's ridiculous. I will agree with you okay. there. But we've been allowing lots of people to do that recently. Um, Panic at the Disco, for instance. Well, is, first of all, that was a four-person It band. was. And then he decided just to keep it going on his own. Well, to give you this way. All right. Pedro the Lion, the band that I saw on Friday, um, they... Uh, which, by the way, awesome show. <laughs> um, also, David was on fellow friends with uh, with Ben Gibbard. I know that they jammed together in Seattle. Um, but Pedro the Lion was a band. It was a moniker. He wrote music under that, and it was mainly because I mean they were a Christian rock band, kind of alternative band, but not really. They just kind of had some themes that were similar, but it wasn't all like praise Jesus. Um, but anyway. Once he got fed up with the religion crap, he decided to go on solo, which basically was the same as Pedro the Lion, but call himself David Bazan, which is his name. No one came to the shows. Then he went back to Pedro. He went on tour in September, last September. He was at the show at Brighton Music Hall. It was half filled. He sold out the show as Pedro the Lion, playing the same songs. So, like, oh, the moniker- for, mar- for marketing, I, I understand. I get it. I get it. But it's a little silly. The, it's not... It has nothing to do with the stage name aspect. It has everything to do with the, you know, plural versus singular. Yeah, deaths. I think we're done doing multiple names for a single person. I'm calling you out. 
Iron and Wine, I'm calling you out. Ben and Jerry, putting you all on blast. Ben and Jerry, Jerry was, was two, two people. people. Was it, though? I don't know. I've never Literally, seen them both on the box. I've people. never seen them both in the same room at the same time, is all I'm saying. I have seen them both on CNN at the same time. Or was it just one guy moving real quick between two points? What are you doing? We'll the, 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 um, uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, last Week Tonight. Uh, oh, the, talking the, about Mary Kate and Ashley and how they're just one person moving. Very Mary possibly. Right. Also calling out Mary Kate well, and Ashley. You know what? I think we have to dive into sleeping in now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no. No, 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 the format of the show. No, 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 no. This is unprecedented, listeners. <laughs> we are, wait, because I have not gotten a chance to actually talk about this song because, and I'm gonna, you're gonna see how basic I am. This is my favorite song on the record. I think it's the most fun. I think it's the most inventive in a very mainstream, poppy way. I think it's the most up-tempo of all of them, which I know a lot of you Death Cab fans aren't really... uh, It's not really your thing, maybe. But for someone like myself, whose idea of music is usually not Ben Gibbard, related you know this was definitely my favorite track and it you know as we were talking about earlier this you know this project serving as inspiration if you listen to that intro it should uh, remind you of a little something a little one-hit wonder from what like 2009 fireflies yes that dude bit the intro yeah ripped the and, shit out yeah of ripped it. the shit out of it and turned it into you know his little 15 minutes of fame mm-hmm. Delicious, delicious auto tune. Well, it's man. funny. My uh, friend Tommy uh, used to give me shit because he would always say that uh, that uh, uh, Death Cab stole fucking uh, Owl City's fucking whatever. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess we'll break out of breaking the, the podcast and go into sleeping in. Unless George has any objections, because clearly he's running the show today. God damn it, sleeping in. Now we've been saying sleeping in, it's sleeping in. There's no G. At least uh, in my Spotify playlist, they, there's no uh, G. Because, you know, Ben's trying to get down with the kids. It's Who sleeping needs... in. On, on my Spotify, it's sleeping in. Well, Spotify is not known to know all the songs. Title's the best way. I, Spotify's the only source on the internet I trust. <laughs> it has it with an E. You, you have the record, don't you? Yes, I have the record. It's a sleeping in on it. Does it? Yes, it does. <laughs> to be fair, on my Spotify, it also says sleeping in. Well, then my Spotify is like real, uh... Yeah, can't read. Your Spotify can't read. Yeah, what the fuck? Is it dyslexic? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guess diving into... The, talking about a dream song, this is definitely... This is definitely <laughs> it. Um, I have to say, honestly, and everyone's gonna think like, Wow, George, you're the laziest person in the world and you only listen to the first three songs. That might be true. Um, this is my second favorite track on the album, mainly because every time I listen to it, all I can think about is the Umbrella Man. 
<laughs> well, because because all- Ben Gibbard is imagining a world in which we don't have the Umbrella Man. <laughs> the Umbrella Man. <laughs> like George Quick breaking in the conspiracy theories. Yeah. The Umbrella Man. Quick- it's a JFK conspiracy theory. It's a JFK theory. conspiracy theory. Uh, Justin and I heard it first from an Uber driver. <laughs> it was the scariest Uber ride of my life. Basically, if you look at the... Um, Oh, what what are they called? The tapes, like the give me give me the, the security footage. No, the, no, the one guy who had the the camera. I want to say Zimmerman, but it's not. Yeah, that. I think it's, that might be whatever it is. Whoever was videotaping, there's the a guy with an umbrella on a completely sunny day, <laughs> and he, apparently that's supposed to be a sign to the shooter. Although, if anyone has ever been to a very very sunny place such as Dallas, Texas. Um, you'll know that you'll see all the little, you know, little old ladies. They all have umbrellas out on sunny well, this days. this is a normal man, so I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, very much that uh, Ben's th- dreaming of a... Zapruder. Zapruder films. Yes. <laughs> oh, the Zapruder films. But anyway, so Ben is imagining a simple world where it was really Lee Harvey Oswald and, you know... I don't know, not the mob or something. Uh-huh. George, can you give me Justin a minute? Justin, I think George only listened to the first three songs. I think so, too. <laughs> right. Hey, George, how's it going? <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Um, uh, okay, so... I, I like the the song a little bit, and I am annoyed by the song a little bit. I feel like it's, it's very basic and kind of stupid. Uh, I thought it was a fun one. Yeah, I thought it was a fun little... Uh, it's just, just like, like a little imagine. ditty, you know? Yeah. It, like, I, gets, I, like, it's, it sort of starts to bring you down it's from an interlude such track. great heights. It's an interlude track. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. I feel like the lyrics aren't the best in this one. I don't know. I think it connects well. I think all kind of goes well. I guess diving into uh, Nothing Better. Okay. I mean, can we do it again where I do, you know, one of those clever things? Well, I guess to George, we're going to listen to Nothing Better. Because he likes the song so much. You know what? Let's just play the song. Let's just, nothing better. Just go play the song. <laughs> Someone please call the surgeon who can crack my ribs and repair this broken heart that sure deserted for better company. I can't accept that as over. Then I will block the door like a coney tending the net in the third Favorite song on the record. <laughs> Justin! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Jen Wood is a guest on the song, and I think she does a great great job with the song. Um, I like the duet, fighting back and forth. Um, yeah. Very much comes out of that theme of, like, he's dreaming of a time of when things were good and a lot better, and he thinks that there still could be good while he's out of the relationship. And... Um, Clearly, she is not of that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like a breakup where one person is like, we had great times, we can continue to have great times, and one person's like, no, this is this has been terrible, and you're not remembering it right Yeah, now. you're just, I mean, you have that end of relationship goggles. Yeah. And I think in the indie movie of our lives, 
the last song, Sleeping In, would definitely be the awkward dancing scene indoors in the apartment, while this one would be the extra awkward Can we talk about how chair dancing only scene. talk about the first three songs I only think he listened to the first three songs. Yeah, 100% too. <laughs> and I think he's going to tie everything back. Yeah, he's like, well. <laughs> uh, Alright, George, you can come back in. <laughs> oh, no, hey, everyone. <laughs> Glad to be back. Um, no, but this song, I feel like, you know, is one of those very, like, you know, washed out. It's, you're in the car, and you have, like, a weird little dance moment. Okay, George, I want to play a game. Okay, because you said in the indie movie of our lives, it doesn't have to be about us. But let's cr- orchestrate throughout this entire soundtrack. This is the soundtrack of a movie. Mm. It doesn't have to be in chronological order, but give us the scenes. The scenes so far? So far. So we have so the scenes so far, I mean, sleeping in, that's definitely, as we've done before, because, you know, we're not normal people. <laughs> um, the awkward, recreating the awkward dance scene in any painfully embarrassing indie movie mm-hmm. is sort of, I mean, that's sort of a bit of ours. Yeah. I think Sleeping In is perfect. Okay. What about Such Great Heights? Such Great Heights, I think, is... That's a running towards your love type of deal. That's a running towards your love type of deal. That's like uh, you're walking into a bar and you don't really know where you're going. You think you're meeting someone, but you don't know if they're there yet. The District Sleeps Alone Tonight? District Sleeps Alone Tonight, I think... You're outside. I think you're looking at the stars. I think it's a slow open. I think, to yeah, I think you're lamenting. Slow open to a uh, movie. Okay. Uh, at the very end of this, I'm going to have George pitch me the movie that this is going to belong to. Like, properly pitch this oh movie. God, should we cast this film I later? Think, when we're done? I very much could just be we'll, Garden State. We'll create scenes. Songs are literally from this are on the, the soundtrack. Well, Zach Braff is not getting any royalties from this. Yeah, film. we're not giving just Zach Braff more work. Please. Um. I assume a lot of our listeners are Zach Braff friends. I don't know why, though. Yeah, because Zach Braff's awesome. Recycled air! I mean, if if I guess I misspoke when I said sleeping in is like an interlude jacket. This is the interlude track. Truly, <laughs> this really song should just be renamed "Recycled Vocal." Oh, wow. wow! It's not that Throw I hate shade. the track. However, shade has been thrown. Mm-hmm. By the way, but no, it's not that I absolutely hate this track. It's obviously an interlude. It's obviously a filler. It's like you know, in rap albums when they used to do skits every three songs. Uh-huh. This is Bay. In this case, but also I feel like this, you know, song came about, and you know, this is total hearsay. I think the producer showed Ben Gibbard how to use the voice multiplier feature in like Fruit Loops or something. Okay, and he just got like a little uh, sort of all about it. I mean, I feel like he got excited with the. I think he uses it well. I think it plays. Oh, hundred percent! No, no, no! It is beautifully put together, but this very much sounds like. Uh, Oh, hey, Ben, you know, we have this new feature. And then three hours later, 
Yeah, I mean, but that's you know, fair. But that's I feel like what bands and artists are curious about is like, oh, I learned this new thing. Let me see how I can incorporate it into my work. Oh, no, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. So, Recycled Air, kind of a song about being nervous while you're flying. Kind of a song possibly being nervous about a relationship. Maybe you can make that connection. Yeah, I would say so. Um, it's really the um shalala of this record. Okay, yeah. Um shalala <laughs> by... Oh, God, what's her oh, name? Oh, what's her name? It's a Something matter. Hendrix. Moving on. Uh, let's go um, to Clark Gable. Well, before we jump into Clark Gable, I think this song, um, I, so I don't like the bop, 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 bop part of it. You don't like bop, bop, bops. Well, just, that's just no, you like, don't like a bop, 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 you don't like an ooh, la la you don't like yeah, it. I like it in some times. Yeah. You, I, I liked it in sound of When doo was popular, Not you would have had a hell of a time. <laughs> uh, I liked it in Sound of Settling. Like, it, it's had its good moments, I guess. But, yeah, it doesn't work for me in this record. Yeah. Or in this song specifically. So. Well, whatever. Clark Gable it is. I was waiting for a cross-town train in the London underground When it struck me That I've been waiting since birth to find a love that would look and sound I'm a fan of the horns in this song. I love this track. Would you like to? Would you like to take it back to the first three, or would you like to? Talk no, about I don't need slow? to take it back back to the first three at all. This is mainly to prove that I did listen past that. <laughs> now, did I listen past Clark Gable? I'm, the jury's out. But I did make it. Okay. And honestly, I think I love Clark Gable so much. Not only because you know we like. We get back in a more like, you know, mid to up tempo mood. But I think the main reason is because it sort of sounds slightly reminiscent of what Two Door Cinema Club then became, you know, because obviously we're in 2003 right now. They don't become a band for, you know, a good few years, but they are my favorite band. And this track reminds me a lot of their work. It's fair. Um, I think that. This song is connecting to, um, like, basically just trying to sleep with whatever you can, <laughs> to, to um, or like trying to just find compassion and love. Yeah, it's that loneliness on tour. Yeah, it's you know not... finding yourself, you know, in a strange place. Yeah. So and you just kind of and you're like, oh shit, she's down. Okay, cool. Um, and even though maybe it doesn't feel right, but you kind of do it anyway, just to try to feel something. I um, might disagree with that. I feel like this song is very much like a your perception of love, whether or not like it's there or not. Like you kind of create the movie in your mind, and you you want to fall in love, you want the whatever, and even if it's the wrong fit, you'll you'll create the situation to allow yourself to to feel those feelings. I mean, I I, I kind of get where you're coming it's from, but I feel like he's love. but I feel like he's aware that it's not right. He's just trying to force it. Sure. Um, so, I mean, the reference in the song Clark Gable, 
is the actor Clark, yeah, Clark, Clark, Clark Gable. Who's famous for being in very the romantic lead in many, many classic films. Yes, most famously, I, I assume Gone with the Wind. Yeah. You know, just a um, little film. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I think so, the highest selling film of all time. I, it is I, adjusted. It is, I think, until possibly very recently, or it still might be the highest yeah, grossing adjusted, film adjusted of all time. I think it's the highest, like, yeah. adjusted. It may, in fact, also be like the most viewed movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. He's also in other classics, The Misfits. They yep. happen one night. There's, he has a lot of... Um, dozens. Literally dozens he's of films. He's a million in a lot of Check out his IMDb. That is not a plug 16, for IMDb. 60 uh, major films. 60? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Baker's Clusterfuck. So, yeah, I think, I don't know, in my imagination, it's this guy imagining himself Clark Gable in these different love situations, like, throwing himself in different roles, playing these different parts in, in and, like, acting the role of love, whether or not it exists. That's fair. I'll say that. I mean, I, I think it could be either. I think it's really just your interpretation of it. That's fine. All right. All right, dive into uh, We Will Become Silhouettes. Silhouettes. Alright, thoughts? Um, I think this, when you're thinking about the Postal Service, this is like one of the quintessential songs. Um, it's not... I wouldn't... I mean, I don't think any song is particularly weak on this record, but I think that this is, um, in terms of function, I think is the weakest. Um, I don't think it's a bad song by any means, but I think it's just not my favorite. I think it just blends into the pack. It's not really special in any way at least for me yeah. like it, when i was doing my lessons through i did them on the way to work on the train and honestly this one you know listening to it again now it sounds different because i'm not you know it hasn't blended itself into just everything else because with the long intro like a lot of a lot of these songs have long intros but this one especially you just forget that you've even you know hit on a new track I actually really like this one. Boof. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I don't think the song's bad, like I said. I just think it's not my favorite. All right, fair enough. I, I, I like the imagery he proposes in it. Uh, I do like that it's a little bit more quiet and subtle than some of the other ones. Uh, I don't know. I was really into this one, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, I think the imagery is still good. I think the lyricism's good. I just, I, I don't know. I just don't think... Which is in my personal opinion, I don't think the track is uh, as strong as other ones could be. I don't like that you're both uh, turning against me. It's making me feel like this place is a prison. Wow. You see what I did there? Wow. You see, we're going to play this song now. We're going to play that song now. Just, yeah, it's just, it's just, wow. These people aren't your friends. Inhaling thrills their $20 bills. And the tumblers are drained and then flooded. Again and again. Alright, so the place this place is a prison. I like this song a lot. 
I think it makes me, uh, yeah, I mean, this is very reminiscent of something on translanticism. Um, oh, sad boy. <laughs> you know, while it's not my favorite track on the record, I think it's very strong. And I think it's, it is special because it breaks the mood. It breaks sort of, you know, this like road that they've been going on the last couple of tracks and it wakes you back up again. And you're like, oh, like, you know, there's something new going on here. Um, if we're going to bring it back to the movie metaphor, definitely plays as our fearless hero enters a sex dungeon. Or strip club. Or strip club. They both work in different contexts. I mean, I could see it just being a sad guy at a bar and then just drinks. That's true. Up. That's true. But the the intro feels very much like walking down a staircase. That's fair. to me. That's fair. Well, okay. If you have to revisit some of the previous songs, uh, recycled there, Clark Gable, and we will become silhouettes. What are the scenes you draw for those? Really um, fun? Clark Gable. I think we're gonna go through and say that that's you know that's a montage. We've started a new relationship. You know whether whatever it is, or, you know, we're out on tour or something like that. And that's really, that's a good, fun montage song. Recycled Air, I'm not putting in the film. <gasps> You're cutting that one. I'm cutting wow. it from the film. It's in the deleted scenes. Y'all can buy the DVD or oh, I thought it'd be a good whatever it is. Song. Whatever the box set is. Jordan, I'm an up tour. We don't have credits. It just goes fiend. And then it's silent. Wow. Yeah. All right. Holy shit. We will become silhouettes. We will become silhouettes. Again, like, it doesn't really, uh... You're cutting that one, too? Yeah, I don't know, man. Wow, that feels like a good breakup song to me. I mean, I just didn't feel inspired. Or the moment after a breakup, you know? You guys are... I mean, I will not disagree with whatever you're saying. I am just going with what I feel in the moment when I hear that song. Is this going in the film? Is it not? Do I not know? If I don't know, then I have to say no. Wow, so George cutting things from this album, basically creating a brand new colony. Wow. That was bad. I never... <laughs> that, was, that was really bad. I thought I'd do it, and then I couldn't figure out how to do it. So <laughs> that was so bad. I stumbled upon a brand new colony to play it. I'll be the grapes fermented bottle concerned with a table set in my finest suit like a perfect gentleman I'll be the fire escape that's bolted to the ancient brick where you will sit and contemplate your day. song uh i do think the beginning sounds like a mario game yeah uh, i think that's the best part of the track i think it pulled me out okay, of the, the song album. is good <laughs> the song is good no, no no the song is good none of the songs on this album are objectively bad so i think i think that's why i'm sort of picking and choosing like small elements you know to nitpick at i love the intro to the song um yeah i think the intro is cool uh I like the song we're talking about, I think, making a new in this track. Mm-hmm. We were making a new life for ourselves. We were making a new... Um, Brand new quality. Uh, I, I really hate you. Um, Just going on here. And you're garbage trying to make puns shit. I'm not trying to make puns. 
<laughs> oh, do they just come out of you? Is that just the thing? Like they're they're birth. Yeah, from they, his womb. Yeah, <laughs> it's, from it's his womb. ample loins. Okay. As I present you a brand new. Well, anyway, how do you feel about the brand new colony? Uh, I think it's a good song that doesn't belong on this record. Wow. If Postal Service had a second record, I'd love for it to all sound like Brand New Colony and be this like weird eight bit music thing. Well, but it so feels Den- very weird. Dental is actually into doing eight bit. That's his. Whole I'm thing. sure it, he, he's good at it. It sounds great. It's, um, but it, it just doesn't work for me in this record. In this record, it feels sort of abrupt, and especially oh, at the very end, it kind of like you're like, oh. Did, did the album finish? And then you're like, oh, no, this is still as long as the album. Yeah, I will agree that there's not the, the, this, these last two, three tracks are kind of just thrown on there in the sense of just, like, album flow and cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. But I think the theme is still there, and I think it still thematically works. Sure. I just think that the entire album kind of flows into each other very well, and then suddenly you're now Mario Karting. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But I think the song is, is very strong. I think it, it's uh, pretty good, so... I guess we'll uh, go on a natural anthem. Or do you want to do a dumb pun about it? No, I like the natural transition into the natural anthem. I hate you so much. dislike the song, but it is definitely a rip-off of, of, like, a Kid A song from Radiohead. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, I don't dislike it by any means. I still think it's a good track, but I don't know why it's on this record. I think it's... Uh, I think it's a well-put-together song, and it's very ex- expressive and emotive. So I think what we're saying is that this should have been, like, an eight-track yeah, I think album. I think we could have. But that, that's really where we we come with. I think a debate that we've had before is what's you know where do you draw the line in an album? Well, we've talked about this. I think we agreed upon thirty five minutes, and other than punk genre, because to be fair, that's impossible. You'd need twenty songs. Yeah. So exactly. So, um, but in ter- in terms of alternative and everything else, I would say thirty five minutes, which you would have at eight minutes. So, uh, thoughts about the album uh, in total, George? In total, I think this is a great record. You know, one one could say that I have only listened to three tracks. However, uh, hey, George, can you give us a minute? Justin, I, I honestly think he only heard three tracks. I think so, too. I think, like, when we've been playing tracks since then, I think he's been taking off his headphones and leaving the room. Yeah, exactly. Back without us noticing. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Hey, George, can, can, you can continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, glad, glad to be back, guys. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that overall, this is a great record. I think, especially, like, Rainy Day, it's Grand Hazy, kind of actually, kind of like today. You know, this is a great record to uh, to chill out and, you know, and get your electronic music fix. All right. Uh, what's your favorite track and what's your least favorite track? Favorite track is, I want to say, Such Great Heights. Least favorite track. Least favorite track is, I think, Recycled Air. 
I think okay. the cycle there is my least right. favorite. That that's the one that I talked about the the voice multiplying. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, yeah. I mean, as you can tell, guys, I've only listened to three tracks. <laughs> um, I'd say my favorite track would be "This Place Is a Prison," maybe, and least favorite track would be "Sleeping In." All right, favorite track would be "Nothing Better." I mean, "Nothing Better" would be my favorite. Second favorite would be "Place Is a Prison." And then least favorite track would probably be, I guess, Recycled Air. I mean, because I think We Will Become Silhouettes, I think, works on its own as a song. Mm-hmm. So, um, But I don't think any songs are really necessarily bad mm-hmm. on the record. Um, but I guess, uh, did you guys even listen? Did you guys listen to the other tracks that I told you to turn uh, around or uh, Tattered Line of String? Wait, I listened to... Because those two new songs were two new originals that came out with the 10-year anniversary. I know George hasn't, but... <laughs> I've heard There Is Never Enough Time. Okay, that, that came out. That was on an EP. That was original stuff. So. Okay, I also heard Grow Old With Me. Oh, okay. Uh, both songs I enjoyed, by the way. Well, Grow Old With Me is a John Lennon cover. Oh, okay. Yeah, both songs I enjoyed. Yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'll speak to them because I like them. Uh, Tatterland String and Turnaround, I think, are very strong tracks. If anything, two of my favorite songs in the in the Postal Service discography. Uh-huh. Very good. Um, talk about Dancy, I think George would actually like them. They're definitely a little bit more mainstream, and they really uh, kind of work. So, um, I guess let's go into George. Anything you want to plug? Yeah, I mean, as I've said before, you know, definitely the best part of this experience has been this 2016 Allagash. George, no plugging products! (laughs) Before they give us a bunch of deals. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, um, if you guys... We felt the name of the brand. Wow, wow. We are getting serious up here at the pod. Um, In all seriousness, if you guys enjoy cooking or stories... Or, you know, just like to look at food porn, you can check out my blog. It's syrianamericankitchen.blogspot.com. There's also a link to it on my Instagram, at NotSpanishJorge. That's NotSpanishJorge on Instagram and Snapchat. Yes, and uh, if you just like regular porn, uh, you can follow George on Instagram. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, George. Well, and it's Snapchat. <laughs> Subscription oh. only. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Justin, what have you been, uh, oh, I mean, okay, George, that's your plug. Is there anything you've been listening to or watching that you want people to listen to or watch? Yeah, I mean, I think, let's see, I'm just trying to, well, oh, to be wow. fair, me, me and George, uh, the listeners have heard about me watching The Wire. Me and we George have been watching The Wire together. deep <laughs> on The Wire. Ali is moving to Baltimore shortly, so we have just been really preparing ourselves, doing the research. By the time people listen to this, I'm already in Baltimore and have been for a while. At time of recording, (laughs) Ali is preparing to move to Baltimore. Wow, just really showing people how the soup's made, guys. Oh boy, again, (laughs) how we make the soup. If you want to know how to make the soup, though, you can go to SyrianAmericanKitchen.blogspot.com. Listen to this. Are there any soup recipes on so far? Not yet. But we are. We have many in the works. There are many in the works. It's a growing blog. It's new. It's fresh. We're getting exciting. If you don't like Middle Eastern food, don't worry. Give it a month. We're going to have other recipes on there. It's going to be a good time. (laughs) I'm excited. Justin will be eating all of it. Um, you know, we're trying to expand his 
his uh, culinary repertoire. <laughs> we're trying to expand his palate. You know, we're we're trying new foods all the time. Okay, so yeah, uh, but, other than that, have you been listening to any music you want people to check out? Or I watching mean, anything? New or music. I don't know. I don't know how the listeners are going to feel about my music taste, but I've been really getting ready for the Jay Balvin concert that. I'm going to in October, so I've been listening to the new record Vibras, which just came out a couple of months ago. Um, was that the person that Erica was talking about? I'm going to see it with Erica. Oh, so, yeah. So Erica and I are going to J Balvin. Uh, Erica, our guest from the, the plans episode. Oh no, no narrow stairs. Narrow stairs episode. I'm sorry. Yes. So yeah, Eric and I are going to go up a flight of narrow stairs and then probably down another one to find our seats for Jay Belvin. Wow, we're just we're just spreading the trash all around. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, that's really what I've been listening to. Have you guys been just listening to anything new recently? New. Uh, I mean, I just saw Page of the Lion, uh, which was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just been kind of listening to Control a lot and. Um, yeah, I mean, other various songs, other various David Bazan songs. Um, I'm also excited because the new record's coming out, I think, in February on Polyvinyl called Phoenix. So okay. we'll put a new song off that. Uh, it was uh, Quietest Friend, it was called. Uh, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was a good track. I think it it's very much fits in the discography. I mean, podcasts I've been listening to is just the usual, like, what the fuck. And uh, uh, WTF with uh, Mark Barron. And uh, 100 Words or Less, or Washed Up Emo, and The Daily, because I like to, I, I can't commit to NPR, but I can do 20 minutes of that in New York Times. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, I listen to way too many podcasts. Uh, if you guys have any good uh, podcast recommendations, hit us up, by the way. We'd love to hear yeah, about other um, cool podcasts. Obviously, also, we'd like to hear about what your thoughts are on Pulse Service, and um, whether or not you think they should make a record again. What? They, they, they don't care. They're not. They, they don't care, record. but they're not going to do it. But I just think it's funny that everybody wants it. Um, Although, I, if you guys want to start a postal service tribute band and release new music, I don't think anybody at this table will be that mad. Um, that's fair. I've been listening a lot to Juliana Zacharu. Is that how you say her name? George, read that for me. I think that's about as close as we're going to get right now. All right, Justin, read that for me. Justin can't read. Why am I asking Justin to read this for me? Don't. By the way, listeners, if you're reading anything interesting, let us know. I know that reading isn't, you know, super popular at this table, but right now. (laughs) I'm listening to Little Fires Everywhere by Christina Ng, and it's pretty suspenseful. It's pretty fantastic. Um, Yeah. uh, You can get us on Instagram, thefactspod. You can get and us on Twitter at, at the Facts Pod. You can also email us with any questions, any of your reviews. Tell us about. Also, like we keep saying, uh, at this point, we're coming dangerously close to the end of the uh, Death Cab discography and Ben Gibber discography. So we need to switch the format of the show, either to a new band or switch it to a new format where we're going to either review other records or talk about something else. Um, we'd love to hear your input. And what you guys want us to do. Um, especially Holland, let us know what's going on. Wow, just turning against Poland completely now. Well, because Poland sucks. They don't fucking listen to us anymore. Alright. Uh, <laughs> calling out Poland, I guess. So, uh, we have the facts pod at gmail.com for the emails. Uh, let us know what you guys think about all of those things. Reddit us, tweet at us, 
Instagram us, do all the things, comment, rate, subscribe, we love you. I guess we could just close with the Page of the Lion song. Nope, it's... we're closing with a Juliana Zachary song, Subway song. <laughs> Fuck you, Justin, I'm calling it. <laughs>